Um, hey, good morning. What a great morning so far already. Uh, my name is John Ravichander. I'm one of the pastors here at Circle Drive Alliance Church, and I have the absolute privilege uh, of baptizing four remarkable people today. Isn't that, isn't that exciting? Come on, give them a round of applause. That's, that is exciting. And church, we have heard you and we are excited to say that they will be sharing their testimony live right here in front of you this morning. So we're excited to bring that back. Yeah, love that. Yeah. But before I bring our first baptism candidate up, I want to take a moment to talk about baptism. You see, some of you, perhaps this morning, were really hoping to hear a sermon today. And I'm sorry, that's just not going to happen. You're not going to get one. Uh, but may I say this? What better way to hear the gospel, to hear the good news of Jesus, the hope and the lights and life that we have in the Christian faith? What better way to hear any of that than through the testimony of transformation from real people? What better way? You see, if you're new to faith, or maybe you're here this morning, or you're you're joining us online, and maybe you're irreligious. Can I encourage you to lean in? Because I believe that God wants to speak to you through the stories of these four people. And if you've been a follower of Jesus for maybe a long time, can I encourage you to lean in? You see, church is not an event. We are a community of hope that rallies around one another. And your responsibility is to surround these four brilliant individuals with an atmosphere of faith, encouragement, and prayer. You see, baptism is a kind of, it's kind of like a visible mark of what it means to be a family member of the church. It's a visible sign of what it means to be a Christian or a follower of Jesus. It's this outward action of the grace that we've received inward. Baptism also signifies the dying and rising with Christ. So Paul puts it like this in Romans chapter 6. He says, all of you have been baptized into Christ Jesus. And what Paul is saying is that when you become a Christian, in, kind of, in a kind of mystical way, you become, you became part of Christ. You are now in Christ. And therefore, whatever happened to Jesus happened in this kind of mystical way to you. It's a step of growth and maturity. And it's a statement to others, your family, your friends, and others in the church of your faith in Jesus. You know, we constantly hear from people that they've been inspired to explore baptism because they saw someone else get baptized and they heard their story. And one of the most common things that we hear that people share is that they thought that they had to be good enough or at a certain place in their life to get baptized. Now, if we wait for that day, we might not ever get baptized. And I get it. I had that same feeling of doubt and unworthiness to get baptized. I was scared that my life would be
be the same after getting baptized, that I'd make the same mistakes and I'd be the same broken person that I was. And I figured, what's the point? I'm not good enough. But when I was eventually taught what baptism is, I pretty much jumped at the opportunity because my thinking was, at that time, was, I am ready. I am ready. Why wait? And slowly, God has been changing the trajectory of my life away from God towards God. He's been changing the trajectory of my life away from Jesus towards Jesus. And can I say, maybe that's you right now in this room or online. Maybe that's you. Well, we're ready for you as well. If you've invited Jesus into your life, you can be baptized. If you want to take that next step, would you talk to someone on our team? Would you indicate that on your, on your connection card? But come and talk to us. Hey, even send me a message on Instagram. Send us a carrier pigeon. Whatever way that you want to let us know that you're ready. Let's go. It's your decision. We're excited to journey with you and meet you on your own terms. And in the same way, we are excited as a community of hope to journey with our four baptism candidates. So it's my pleasure to welcome our first baptism candidate, TK. Would you give him a round of applause as he makes his way? It's colder than we thought it was going to be. Uh, TK is uh, heading into his senior year in the fall at Holy Cross High School. He's going to share a bit of his a bit of his story. Okay. Yeah. So I haven't had a life before Jesus. He's been a prominent factor in my life. I grew up in a Christian family, so Jesus has always been in my life. Going to church when I was younger felt like a chore because it was something that you had to do because your parents said so, and I didn't really see a point in it, and I didn't really enjoy it. And I haven't really had a choice to believe in what I want or what my spirituality is. But, and other times, sometimes I just felt sad with no reason to be sad, or I felt stressed and overwhelmed at the thought of my future. Like, what if I grow up to be a failure? What if I grow up to be a loser? And what if I die alone? And on top of all of that, I'm going to somewhere I don't want to be every Sunday, so it was hard for me. But at some point, there was a switch up in my brain. It didn't happen overnight, and I was like, I don't really mind this anymore. I kind of enjoy going to church. It took a while, but it happened. I think it was the seeing what God has done for people and being part of a community and how God affected other people's lives. So over a long period period of time, I've grown a relationship with God. And I'm not gonna say that God magically killed my sadness or removed the thoughts from my head, but over time they've become less and less and they've been more bearable. So I feel like if it's a journey to become the best version of myself, I have to take a big step and this is one of it. So yeah, that's it. Thank you for sharing your, your story with us, TK. You know, it's always, it's always a, 
I get emotional sometimes with this because seeing young people make that decision to get baptized and follow Jesus is an amazing thing. And uh, I told TK this earlier, it's never been more difficult than it is right now to be a teenager. And uh, we're proud of you for taking that next step. And we're excited as a community to come alongside you, TK, and to support you and encourage you and pray for you. Uh, we're just really proud of you. So you ready? Yep. All right. TK, do you believe that, that Jesus Christ is Lord? Yes. And have you accepted him as your personal Lord and Savior? I have. Based on the confession of your faith, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Ryan Gilmore. I've had the pleasure of getting to know Ryan over the last, um, oh, that's not a good place for it. <laughs> over probably less than a year, I would say. Um, nine months. Nine months. Nine months. First, I was impressed by his mustache. That is a gorgeous mustache. He carries around mustache wax with him everywhere he goes. Isn't that right? Of course. Of course. Yeah, thank you. Um, but it's been a, a pleasure getting to know Ryan and to hear his heart. And uh, I'm excited for you to be able to hear some of his story as well this morning. Okay, sweet. I brought not fountain here because John might think it's a hot tub. <laughs> uh, okay, let's start. So if you've seen this gentleman with a mustache around church, um, yeah, that would be me. Um, but before I came to Sokol about nine months ago, let me just paint you a picture of you guys, of my life. You know, I was uh, living for the weekend, smoking pot, and just uh, living just to please everyone, uh, everyone else, as a retired people pleaser. Um, now, let me just talk to all the men out here. What, what is one thing that you might have been exposed to at a young age? You don't have to say it out loud. That's right, pornography. My best friend, Jetson. My best friend, Jetson, would lead my mentors, and through godly parents, I would say, help me guide my way through the devil's temptation and realize how to build an honest, healthy relationship with God. I went to church my whole life with my family and didn't question the status quo until I had to be honest with myself. A year and a half ago, I thought to myself, man, if I'm wrong in this place on the internet, would I want my future kids to walk in the room while I look at this? And I started getting into my, own, into my own mind. Enough of this garbage, enough putting garbage into this brain, and I'm gonna start cleaning this sucker up. As of right now, I've been blessed to serve junior high through my nine, nine months here, leading by example of what a Christ disciple looks like in this digital world as a youth leader. My, my walk with God is on fire day after day. I'm getting baptized today to proclaim my life to the people around my circle of influence and to God himself. I'm tired of sitting on the stands. I'm going out there and I'm playing on the field. 
I'm playing on God's team. Ecclesiastes says, two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Yeah, can we just thank Ryan for his... you don't have to walk alone. You have this family, this church community that is here with you. We're so glad that you're a part of this family. So Ryan, do you believe that Jesus Christ is Lord? Yeah. And have you accepted him as your personal Lord and Savior? Yes, I do. Then based on the confession of your faith, it is my pleasure to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Sarah's making her way into the tank. Uh, this is, this is, all of them are very special to me. Um, earlier this year, I had the pleasure of being able to baptize Sarah's son, Tristan, uh, out at Kadish Lake. It was very cold, much colder than this, isn't it? <laughs> apparently. My, apparently. Um, Sarah, you have uh, three phenomenal kids, and I know they are the people that they are today. They're sitting right up at the front because of you, because of your love and your affection and your guidance and uh, your parenting. Uh, I've been able to see that firsthand, and so thank you so much for that. And I know you are who you are today as well because of your three remarkable children. Very and so, Church, I'm excited for you to hear some of Sarah's story here. Hello, my name is Sarah, and I am excited to be here to declare that Jesus is my Lord and Savior. Circle Drive has been my home church for 35-ish years, and I'm thankful to have had this place as an anchor in my life. I grew up in a blended family that was not always easy to navigate, and only by the grace of God did my parents survive five kids. I lost my way in my teen years, and I tried to do things my own way more often than not. I fell out of relationship with my family, and I was living a high-risk lifestyle that looking back on now, I see Jesus was always nearby to protect me. At the wise old age of 16, I got pregnant, and after my mom stopped with the silent treatment, she told me that I would have a son and his name would be Joy. Riley truly was a joy in all of our lives. Unfortunately, I did not feel welcome at church as a teen mom. My mom and dad tried to make church appealing by offering me and Riley to go for lunch if we went to church. And fast forward a few years, I got married and I had two more children, Tristan and Alexis. My parents still maintained their church invite. They even took all three kids if I chose to opt out. I spent years as a sometimes churchgoer only because it was routine and the thing to do on Sundays, not because I was in relationship or even wanted to be in relationship with Jesus. My parents moved to BC and I felt very lonely with them gone. My sister Ange moved to Ontario 
the following year and the draw to church became non-existent. During this time, my marriage became a casualty of poor communication, resentment, and unresolved hurt feelings. Without Jesus, we did not have the tools to repair what we had broke. It was a while before Riley said that we needed Jesus and we needed to come back. This time I felt Jesus calling my kids and I was still not ready to know him intimately, but I invited him into my home so my kids could know him. COVID happened and at this point I was mad at God because my daughter was struggling with her mental health. I felt lost in the waves of life coming at me instead of flowing with me. In February 2021, my daughter attempted to take her own life. It was then that my knees buckled and I finally gave the wheel to Jesus because I realized I was going to need him in the event that she tried again or God forbid be successful. I trusted that through his will, we would be okay. Tristan was the one that encouraged us to go back to the church when it was open again, and I watched as the Holy Spirit turned my quiet, introverted son into a spiritual warrior. Tristan encouraged me daily to find community in the church, and I found my heart slowly opening to the change in direction Jesus had planned for me. I was so blessed when Michelle Vanderkwee invited me to a small group where I found love and friendship in the members there. I have since participated in Alpha, and I hope to find a way that my experiences can minister to people going forward. I thank all of the people who were instrumental in keeping Christ a focus in my life, and I thank you, Mom and Dad, for introducing me to Jesus. And I thank my sons for reminding me that I always needed him. Thank you, Sarah. Yeah, we love we love you, Sarah. Yeah. I'm ready. Sarah, do you believe that Jesus Christ is Lord? I do. And have you accepted Him as your personal Lord and Savior? I have. Then, based on the confession of your faith, it is my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Our next baptism candidate is Maddie Gilmore. Uh, her and Ryan are siblings. Five siblings total. Wow. Let's pray for the parents as well there. Um, okay. uh, again, like Ryan, I've had the privilege of knowing Maddie for about nine months now. And um, it's been a joy to be able to hear your heart, Maddie. Uh, you've been very vulnerable in our conversations and I, and I see so deeply um, your heart, um, with your emotions and just your words. And so we're so glad that you're part of this family. And church, uh, here's a little bit of her story this morning. So I 
came to Circle Drive Alliance in November of 2022, I walked in with open arms on Sunday services and had many people walk alongside my faith journey. I could not be more thankful. I grew up in a loving Christian home, always going to church, and I was involved in Sunday school. But I would say the reason I went to church was to please my parents, gain value from them, and also gain value from God and his approval by being a good moral person, and I thought going to church was the right thing to do. After high school in 2017, I started living an unspiritual life and thought everything was fine because the world was changing. I was surrounding myself with the wrong friends making bad decisions. I was living for people's approval and was only focused on chasing after things that brought me temporary pleasure and joy. This is when I felt I was alone and unfaithful. That year was the most uncomfortable I've ever felt. I felt exposed, lonely, and hopeful. I was pushed to my limits mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, and I came face to face with a lot of my brokenness and the ways I felt short constantly. God shattered this illusion that I can't do this alone on my own. In 2021, when I was, when I knew I couldn't just shred my faith in my parents, that it had to be my own. To realize my need for God in my life and to have a personal relationship with Him, this is when Christ really moved in my life. The biggest thing recognizing everything is a gift. His grace is a gift. Every day is a gift. It's all the things that I can't provide for myself. That is through Him, everything I have. God has been putting this on my heart the last six months, hearing the young adults team speak on baptism, having conversations with my sister Alex, and diving into his word. The more and more I felt God was inviting me to get into that water, to repent, to receive his grace, and to publicly profess my faith in him. Luke 8.39 says, return to your home and declare how much God has done for you. Thank you for sharing vulnerably and, and honestly, Maddie. And we're so glad that you're part of this church family. And it's a privilege that we all get to walk alongside you, but also your brother, and um, to be there for you, to pray for you, and to encourage you, and to support you in every way that we can. We love you. So Maddie, do you believe that Jesus Christ is Lord? Yes. And have you accepted him as your personal Lord and Savior? Yes, I do. Then based on the confession of your faith, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Hey, what a great morning. I love hearing their stories. It just makes it personal. And it should be personal because church, again, I, I said this before, but this is not an event. 
We are a community. We are a family of hope. And whether you maybe not a Christian, maybe you've been a Christian for your whole life, our responsibility is to journey along with these four people and encourage them and surround them with an atmosphere of faith and prayer. And really right after the service, we get a chance to do that. Can I encourage you? I know the tendency, I know it's a long weekend. We wanna get home. Y'all have brunch plans. But let's not miss our responsibility as the body of Christ. They're gonna be out just outside of Common Ground over there, all four of them. Can I encourage you, do not leave this morning without coming up to each of them and saying congratulations. It means the world to them and it'll do something for you as well. So can I encourage you to do that? As Darcy makes his way up to the front, I just wanna leave you with that. Thank you for, for encouraging them. Thank you for supporting them. And would you just, as you go into this week, would you pray for them as well?